This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Capsoons? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? Capsoons, we've got a great episode. Segment-based Thursday episode for you. As always, if you are new, we'd like to tell you that Monday we generally do a week in review, talk about the league, and then Thursday, you're at our mercy. The Hockey Troll Hip Check. Snack time with Polly Cupcakes. Both of our segments. Just random shit and our thoughts from two geniuses. You find yourselves deep in the dark labyrinth that is our gray matter. <laughs> wow, Polly. Jesus. Where'd you hear that one? I just came up with it. <laughs> okay. Believe it or not, I know words. <laughs> okay. Let's. To that, I think we need a drink. One, two, three. I did graduate with a double major. Yeah, I know. In six years. Five. <laughs> uh, do you find that the extra year you took in college detracts from your double major clout, or...? I think it makes it on par. Oh, okay. I think it makes... I think the double major makes the five look Justifiable. Less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, too. I think so, too. But you and I both know you just fucked around that senior year. The first one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every Friday, you and I would blow off class and just go get wings and beer, hair of the dog, yeah. at our local favorite spot. We would. We would. Um, yeah. That was the, the good old days. Just living on your couch. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Graham and Sav. Thanks for letting me crash. All right. All right. Well, they didn't let you. I did. Yeah. <laughs> they let me by proxy. Right. Sure. I guess. Um, oh, Graham had a big part in it. He did. We'll, he, give, we'll give credit to Graham. He was an active host. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. Well, captions. Like I said, we're going to be talking about stuff today. Um, we're going to be talking about the Eichel trade, um, and I guess any details there. Mostly just talking shit, though, as I normally do. Uh, and Paulie's going to be talking about uh, the PHF and their opening weekend, week and weekend. Um, it was all on the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Opening weekend. Um, league's going strong. It looks like. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch any of the games, but, you know, reading the, the summaries and such, it was uh, pretty action-packed. Yeah. Um. By the way, a little bit of Caps news. I don't think we covered Axel Johnson-Fajalbi is with the team. Uh, I think Alexei Protoss is the one that got sent, sent down. So... Right now, with all the injuries that the Caps are dealing with, we're definitely shuffling up some lines. Laviolette's wanting to get some looks at some players. Uh, if they, if Axel, which I mean, what a fucking name, huh? Yeah. Um, 
if Axel can follow suit, you know, I think that this is really kind of like a coming out party for the young talent that's been in the pipeline for the Washington Capitals for a long time. You know, these are assets that we have not dealt and we've been dealing and wheeling and dealing a lot of young guys uh, up to 2018 and following 2018, you know. So, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. Really interesting to see. Um, also, Polly, I just want to shout out, uh, went to a conveyor belt sushi place in D.C. when I was there last week. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. It was very interesting. It was cool. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if... I f- so, the food was good. Really good, actually. And then... It was like you didn't have to deal with anyone, and it and it was a, just like just noticeably cheaper than going out and getting like sushi somewhere, like if you sat at a counter. You know what I mean? Well, that's always good as yeah. long as the quality's there. Yeah, a lot of variety, um, and it almost like taunts you, like even when you're getting full, it's like something else passes by and you're like, fuck, I could just grab that and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so you do. <laughs> um, it's a good plan. Yeah, and the way that it works is the plates, when you're done, you put them down a slot and they disappear into what I can only imagine is a black hole of counting or something. And Oblivion. it counts. Huh? Oblivion. Yeah, some sort of uh, oblivion hole, and, and, and it, it just counts how many plates you've had. And the the craziest part is, like, there's a screen where you can put in other orders for, like, other hot dishes, and it, it gives you a score, like a counter of how many plates you've had. They're watching. Well, yeah, it's, it's almost like, well, I need to get the high score here. And if you continue, <laughs> and if you continually eat, little like Japanese animation characters come up on the screen, and it and it like shows like I don't know the fucking character of the sushi place like getting attacked by like another character, and it's like help him out by eating more plates. Oh, it's a trap. It it's very um, you know, you can't leave that dude hanging. No, I'd fall for it. Yeah, you gotta keep eating. Uh, they depend on it. Right, exactly. Um, but all in all, I mean, really cool place. Uh, it was in Chinatown. I forgot what it was called. Kuzo, I think. Conveyor belt sushi place. Yeah, cool. Highly, reco- highly recommend the hot item, the yellowtail cheeks. Cheeks of the fish. Very tender. Love eating cheeks. Love that cheeks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> Let's get into the hockey show hip check. I'm going to be talking about the trade that the Buffalo Sabres made with the Vegas Golden Knights for Jack Eichel. This is the hockey troll hip check. So, Capstones, I think that we should open up this segment by just saying, fuck Vegas. Yep. 
you know, all right. So we've seen McPhee, who is now he was the GM. He's now he was like GM slash hockey ops president, president of hockey operations. Kelly McCrimmon is now the GM, but McPhee is now like the full time president of hockey operations. You know, we've seen McPhee make some pretty savvy moves. Um, he had the luxury of holding everyone over a barrel on the first expansion team. Uh, as you can see, Seattle has not fared as well as Vegas has. No, not at all. At least up to now. You know, we're only like 10, 12 games in. So you could definitely turn it around. But just the strength of the roster doesn't look that great, even compared to when Vegas started, right? Yeah. Um... So, you know, McPhee's had an embarrassment of riches and opportunity. The only real limit that he has is the cap. Because I feel like he's got whatever talent available to him. Uh, I think that because of how many draft picks that they had stockpiled, they've really kind of set themselves up. And they've shown that their management's not afraid to move for whatever piece they need, you know, pack ready. Uh, Petrangelo, and now Eichel. So they have their number one defenseman. They needed a number one center because as of late, it has been, it's been like Chandler Stevenson's been playing C1 for them. X-Cap, who was a fourth liner for us. Yeah, got to do a little better than that. Yeah, I, I think so. Nothing against Chandler. He's playing really well. But I think that they needed that, like, superstar um, and I've read in the past, there's been a couple, you know, I forget what, what conference it is where the, where a bunch of like nerds get together and talk about sports and data and numbers and math revolving around it. But there's been lots of studies around it. Like really successful teams do need a superstar. Like you would think that like everybody getting paid relatively the same would be really good for like morale and the team and stuff like that, right? That's actually not the case. Like, in fact, there needs to be an, a highly paid superstar for the most successful teams. Which <clears throat> kind of goes against what most people think, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about, like, not being greedy and stuff or whatever, right? Yeah. Um. I just find that pretty interesting. Uh, the uh, so so what happened was basically, if you haven't been if you've been living under a rock, Eichel had a bit of a falling out for the past what seems like three years yeah. with the Buffalo Sabers. I mean, every year the relationship seemed to be getting more sour and sour until finally uh, it came out that Eichel needed neck surgery on his like the vertebrae in his neck. And he wants to try out an experimental uh, surgery where he didn't want the vertebrae in his neck to be fused together, which is what is normally what would normally happen. Instead, he wants to do some sort of disc replacement surgery, which has never been done to an NHL athlete, but I'm pretty sure has been done in football or in other contact sports from, from what I've. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. As to why it's never been done for a hockey player. I thought it had been done in other contact sports, 
again, I'm not a doctor and I didn't look too far into it, but the, the big sticking point for the Sabres was they weren't going to pay for it, this surgery, because it had never been done on a hockey player. Though Eichel said, look, I'll do the surgery. It's like three months to recover. And if I come back and it doesn't work, then I'll go get it fused. Because really, you have no options at that point, you know? Yeah. Sabres still said no. Really looked bad on the team to reject their superstar, their franchise player, the treatment that he wanted. Yeah, it was really bad. (laughs) I mean, that just seems like the Sabres are the bad guys here, right? Yeah. And then to double down on that. A few months before last season's end, they stripped Eichel of the captaincy and just kept him on long-term injured reserve so he couldn't play. <clears throat> then, this season, he came to camp, failed the physical, because, of course, his neck is fucked up, and has been on the shelf since the start of the season. I don't know if he's skating on his own or whatever, but he's really just not been used for... You know, half a season, basically. Yeah. Because of the shortened COVID season. Not that the Buffalo Sabres were going to make it into any playoff spot last season anyways. But, and, and, you know, Eichel probably could have handled himself a tiny bit better, saying, like, you know, COVID... I don't even know if that quote is true, but it's been thrown away around out there, is, is saying, and Jack Eichel said, like... COVID is like playing in Buffalo. I always feel like I'm alone on the ice out there anyways or something like that. Yeah. What a, what a thing. Not a good look. No. Not because something good captain like to say, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, what I find interesting is now Eichel is going to be playing with a supporting cast. Is he going to shine as brightly? That will be interesting to see. The dude's a, a, a stud. He's a superstar. He's been buried in Buffalo, right? Mm-hmm. He, I would say, he's like 24 now. I'd say that he gave Buffalo a lot of time because, I mean, he came in, he broke in at like 18. Well, he played one year of college. Okay, so 1920. Yeah. He's given them four years to figure it out, and they've done nothing except alienate him and not give him what he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Except for money. They did sign it. mismanaged the team. Right. And they mismanaged the team and everything else. So, you know, you've got Jeff Skinner on the books still for like $9 million a year. Yeah. Um, what a contract. Right, right. Ex-figure skater Jeff Skinner. Um, the Sabres received forwards. Peyton Krebs, who's a highly touted prospect... Somebody that they had identified as somebody that they wanted. Uh, Krebs is not... He's played, like, less than 20 games, I think, in the NHL. Maybe 21. And has, like, one point. And then they got Alex Tuck, who you may remember, because I've got his poster up there. Yeah. Getting absolutely stuffed by Braden Holtby. That, I mean... He that that save alone turned the series around. Absolutely. Uh, so, thanks, Alex Tuck, for handing us our cup. I feel um, a top ten protected first round pick in the twenty twenty two NHL draft. Which, if it doesn't become, if it's not a top ten, it gets moved to the twenty twenty three. 
uh, for for Vegas, or I'm sorry for um, yeah. So if it's it's like Vegas is top ten pick, if they don't get it in the top ten, it gets deferred to 2023. Second round pick in the 2023 draft, and the Golden Knights also received a third round pick in the 2023 draft. So three somewhat high picks, one high pick, and then uh, two players. One is a middle winger, you know, middle six winger, and the other is probably a second line, third line center. Um, the the Vegas Golden Knights have said that they're going to get let Eichel get what he wants. So that's probably the, the brightest part of this whole transaction is that Eichel is finally away from Buffalo, which seemed to be a toxic situation in itself, and... Uh, he'll get the surgery that he wants. And, you know, this will be kind of like a good case. Maybe this is something that is groundbreaking for this type of injury, this neck injury, you know? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be cool to see, for sure. Um, in the meantime, Eichel will join Pack Ray and Stone on long-term IR, and the Knights are going to have to make room for these players when they return. So there's that leaves a lot of unanswered questions in Vegas as to, like, if all, all three of these guys come back at once, what the hell are they going to do? Be top-heavy again? You know, that's the problem with Vegas, and that's why they lost. I mean, you know, we say it's Alex Tux getting stuffed by, by Holby, but really, they had an albatross line. I mean, they were uh, backstopped by decent goaltending. They had a decent defensive core, but the production was William Carlson and, like, um, is it March or so? Yeah, and uh, Riley Smith. Yeah, all on that top line. Mm-hmm. And they were they were scoring, like, 85% of the points or something going into the Stanley Cup Finals in 2018. And the management has tried to patch those holes. They got their number one defenseman. They got, you know, our top winger with Pack Ready. Uh, Mark Stone is a stud, you know that two way, two way guy. But they needed their number one center, and they finally got him with Eichel now. So it seems like they're putting in the places, the pieces to make another run for it, and they have the luxury of having all of the assets in which to move for these things now. And that's what they did. I just wonder how they're going to fit everybody under cap. That will, that'll be something to watch. That'll be just as interesting as Eichel coming back from surgery. Mm-hmm. Because Eichel himself carries a nine and a half million dollar hit to the cap every year. Yeah, that's big. And Patches is somewhere between seven and eight, I think. And then Stone, I think he just re-upped for around eight. Seven eight, so oh, it's a lot, you know. It's probably it's like a twenty eight percent of the cap in three players. Yeah, and now they're gonna have and Petrangelo is like what ten a year. Yeah, I know that you can't buy a team in the NHL, but I feel like this is pretty goddamn close. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I'm just getting whiffs of the of the New York Yankees here. 
Uh, and it just never seems to work out for these teams that try to stack talent. Remember when the Penguins had, like, Jerome McGinley and, like, four other captains at one year on yeah. there, and they were out in the first round? Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Vegas, would this give them four captains? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you had Patches, Petrangelo. Stone. Eichel. Eichel. Yeah, Stone. Uh, so, interesting things to, to take into account here. Um, Buffalo did not retain any salary either. When And they have like $19 million in, in cap left to to work with. And that's probably part of Eichel's frustration. Like, why are you not spending the cap every year yeah. to get me my supporting cast? You know? Um, but the thing is, is that he'll, they'll, I, you know, in the article I, I was reading and, and some, you know, conjecture on it, I guess, speculation <clears throat> was that to get Skinner off the books, they'll probably have to retain a few million at least from his contract, which is very long. So they're going to be paying Skinner regardless, uh, whether it be, all of his salary or some of it until the end of that contract until he eventually gets bought out unless they buy him out and then they're on the hook for I think half so oh. Buffalo's just a, a fucking dumpster fire dude yeah I don't see that changing yeah um and so basically one per one one number one center got what the Sabres are viewing as like an entire supporting cast or an entire middle lineup for their forward core and a bunch of picks, which if I'm looking back at it, the only good first round pick that they've had of the many, many, many that they've had was Jack Eichel. Yeah. I mean, Vegas's first round picks and the Vegas's draft picks have, have gone on to do stuff. I mean, you look at Nick Suzuki, it's, you know, um, and a couple others. I mean, they've had a lot of picks, uh, in their, in their short time as being a team. And most of them, if not, you know, a bunch of them are in the NHL still. Can't be, can't say the same for Buffalo. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I look at those picks and I'm like, that's funny money until Buffalo gets their shit together in the scouting department or whatever, whatever they, whoever they're choosing. You know what I mean? Um, one thing that I think is interesting <laughs> is that Adams, I think is his name, is Buffalo's GM, comes out and he's like, you know, it was never personal. I don't know, man. Some things seem pretty personal. Elite, especially in this past year, like the past news cycle. Absolutely. Like, it, stripping him of the captaincy, that was completely unnecessary. I mean, I get why they did it, and they're, but, the, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see why that was completely necessary. I mean, your team's in the shitter. Who cares who the captain is? in this hodgepodge group that you have thrown together. And then you have, you know, like with a couple with like, we're not going to, we're just not going to pay for your surgery because it's not proven yet. 
I have a hard time believing that it was not personal. At least a, just a tiny little iota of personal grudge held there. Yeah, there had to be some fuck you in there. Yeah, right, right. Um, so time will tell how this works out. What I am most happy for is that this shit is off the news cycle, right? Like, we're at least going to have a few months where we're going to hear Eichel went under surgery, and slowly the guys on LTIR are going to come off LTIR for Vegas, and we're going to, like, get those trickled in. But I'm just happy that the whole drama with Eichel surgery, Buffalo being dicks, and who's Eichel going to, the deal's done. Eichel's going to get his surgery, and... We don't have to fucking hear about it anymore. At least, not as much as we have been. Yeah, I uh, hadn't thought of that, but I very much agree. <laughs> like now, I'm just happy that it's over, right? Um, you know, uh, it seems like a total shit show, and, and you know, of course, Vegas comes out looking like they kind of come out on top, but this is a franchise remember that's been gifted everything under the sun. And I don't know if they've experienced enough strife and, and struggle to really make a good run at the cup. <laughs> yeah. You gotta hurt a little first. Like 40 years. Yeah. Like some some other teams that I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, well, hey, you know what, Caps fans? I mean, that's kind of just our take. If you want to learn, hear more about it, like, ping us, like, tweet at us, but while I think a lot of there were other teams where I think it would have been a lot bigger of an implication. Imagine if Calgary would have gotten him. If it was Calgary, Jack Eichel for Matt Kachuk straight up. Matt Kachuk's lighting it up right now. He just did that fucking between the legs gold. Did you see that thing? He loves those. No, I didn't. Uh, He just had another one against New York and they just, you know, absolutely... Waffle stomped New York into the ground um, on a couple days ago. So it was like a 6 nothing win, and I think he had the sixth goal and did that. Damn. Yeah. The Rangers were so beaten at that point that, like, they just skated away. Nobody even, like, got in his face. Oh, that's just true defeat. <laughs> right. Like, you just got showboated hard, and you're just going to, like, take it on the chin. Skate with your head down to the bench. Time for beers. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I mean, uh, who knows? I don't see why Calgary would make any changes right now, and that's probably kind of what is dictating that they probably didn't push too hard for it, you know? But, again... Time will tell how this all pans out. I don't see it hurting Vegas, but I don't see it netting Vegas an auto-win cup by any means. No, it, they're going to have to gel and figure that out. Right, and get everybody back. Right. But, okay, well, you know, speaking of getting everybody back, the NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game 
and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week... One puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, this Jack Eichel and DraftKings ad reads have gotten me pretty hungry, Polly. You got something for us? I got you a late night snack. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. All right. Wake up, Polly. I'm awake. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the opening weekend of the PHF, the Professional Hockey Federation. Which um, was formerly... The NWHL. Right, so this is a rebranded NWHL, and we talked about this, what, beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, the PHF is the Professional Hockey Foundation. Federation. Federation, they've, they've sorry, they've kind of gone uh, gender neutral in this sense, but like not really, like in the sense of just, they just didn't want to call out that they were women, right? I mean. Yeah, kind of taking away, you know, to say there's not a caveat. This is right. just professional hockey players. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so, um, you know, their games have been streamed on Twitch in the past. Actually, when I went to the link, it wasn't working, but I just found out that it's on ESPN+. Plus. And um, so, this is a league, if, if you didn't know... Caps fans, this is a league that really has zero affiliation with the NHL. And the reason that is is because I think the NHL is kind of trying to be scumbags here because the um, the NHL owns, like, the National Women's... Like, it was the NWHL, right? The PHF was the NWHL, which was the National Women's Hockey League, right? Yeah. Um, the NHL owns the rights to the WNHL, which would be like WNBA. Right. Um, and in the past, they were giving like, what, what's it, like 10 grand a year to the league? The NHL was. Yeah. And then there was one in Canada as well. Yeah, which it used to be the CWHL. Which went under about a year ago. Yeah. And... The NHL, I think, had thought that, I mean, the NHL had come out and said that <clears throat> they're not interested in competing with another women's hockey league, which meant if they were going to go in with real money and real funding and use the WNHL moniker, they were going to wait till 
they could pick up the other leagues for pennies on the dollar and buy them, basically. Right. Once they failed. But the cool part is the NWHL, again, now rebranded the PHF, is actually doing pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, they they doubled their salary cap from last season. Right. Um, it's still not enough. But no, it's not nearly enough, but pretty good progress. Yeah, to double in one year, for sure. Yeah, and, uh, you know, now on ESPN+, Plus, it's it's good stuff. It's a good sign. Um, and the reason I, the only reason that I bring that whole history up with the NHL is that because of the NHL's negligence and they're basically like just waiting for these leaks to starve, uh, I think they've kind of added fuel to the fire by pulling the funding, which was basically non-existent anyways, just to, just to say they were involved. Mm-hmm. That was the type of money that they were giving out. Um, was, uh, it, it's a, I, I think it's good. It's just pretty inspiring to see that because fuck the NHL. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> Especially in this case. <laughs> yeah, you know, speaking of the salary cap, a lot of these games, uh, so far what I've seen, everything's on the weekends. And I think that's because these athletes have to have day jobs because Probably. they yeah. can't pay them enough to be full-time only. Right, which is sad as fuck. And then, the, but I just, I think there there needs to be a lot of credit given to the league, yeah. PHF, for striking it out on their own and not relying on another bigger league to basically hold their hand in. I mean, this if, if they've negotiated, they must have negotiated a deal with an ESPN+. Plus. They had to have, like, that That had to have been something that was their own doing. Yeah. Because they had done a lot of Twitch streaming, and it seems like they're probably pros at this point at understanding how the stream game works. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, even last year, the Isabel Cup was on NBC Sports Network. Yeah. So, um, the progress has been there. And... Season opened up. Pretty exciting weekend. The the first day saw all three or all six teams playing. Okay. Um, so the the first game, the Riveters beat the Whale four to one. Um, the Whale got an early goal from Alyssa Wolfhauer, and then after that, it was all Riveters. You know, yeah. Uh, that one nothing lead was the last lead. End up getting the four nothing win, um, and that's the Connecticut Whale versus the Metropolitan Riveters. Metropolitan Riveters, okay. yeah. Uh, Connecticut Whale. They are they play in Danbury Arena, and if yeah. you've seen the documentary about the Trashers, that's actually the same arena. Cool. Um, and the Riveters, Rebecca Russo, she showed out. She had a goal, two assists. Yeah, anytime you can be 75% of the scoring, it's a pretty big game. Oh, yeah. 3.9 is always big. Oh, yeah. Uh, Toronto, 6, beat the Buffalo Buttes, 4-3. to three. The uh, the 6 scored first. They stayed ahead. Outshot Buffalo, 30-20. to 20. And last year's MVP, Michaela Grant-Mantis, she tacked on two assists. 
So it looks like they're picking picking up right where they left off with their runner-up season. They were a lot like Vegas, runners-up yeah. in their inaugural season. Gotcha. Um, they got pretty sweet jerseys, too. Yeah. I uh, wonder what the six means. It's a nickname for the town, for Toronto, because um, Drake refers to Toronto as the six. Interesting. Yeah, do, I'm do not you know sure. What that means? No, I don't know what it means. Okay. You know, let me know. Yeah, I'll check it out. In the final game of the first day, the Boston Pride began their uh, championship defending campaign with a six to four win over the Minnesota Whitecaps. Um, I mean, they came out with fireworks. They jumped down to a four nothing lead. And, you know, like I said, ended up winning 6-4. to four. Team captain Jillian Dempsey, along with Kaylin Friesen, who actually was with the Whale last year, but signed with Boston this season. She ended up, oh, both of them had a goal and an assist, and Sammy Davis got two apples. So, lots of offense in day one. And... When you're trying to grow the game, that's probably the best way to do it, honestly. Yeah. When you're trying to grab new fans, that's what the NHL has tried to push, you know, with their rule changes and such. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people like us enjoy a nice, hard-fought, low-scoring game. Right. But even though we've got that appreciation, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you agree. We still enjoy a high-scoring event. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I do have an update on the Toronto the Six. So it is heavily pushed by Drake, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks because Drake sucks. Uh, but <laughs> there, there's two phone area codes in the city: four one six and the six four seven. Those are those are a, a, you know that could be a reason, but. Uh, and what I had thought was the reason is that there's actually six municipalities within Toronto. Wow. So it's like the six municipalities, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Not Drake. Fuck Drake. Yeah, he's got one line. It's like, <laughs> I was rolling through the six in my rolls. <laughs> Just riveting stuff. Yeah. Rolls Royce. I, I, yeah, I understand what they mean by rolls. Yeah. That means. thought you might need help. Okay, shut up. <laughs> uh, so the second day, Sunday, it only had two games, and that was Boston and Minnesota playing again. And this is one of those low-scoring events that I said we like. Um, and actually, the only goal was a shorty. It was in the second period, scored by McKenna Brand, assisted by Captain Jillian Dempsey. I have her jersey. And then uh, Amanda Lavelle, she made 35 out of 36 saves for Minnesota. She had, I think it was in the semifinals last mm-hmm. year, she had a shutout on a stupid amount of shots. <laughs> I can't even remember. But the only reason, or maybe it was the maybe it was the, the play-in game. I don't know. I remember during the cup last year, um, mm-hmm. Lavelle just had a ridiculous performance. She is an absolute elite stud. I think I actually have her jersey too. 
Um, I have a jersey for all teams. I think I've mentioned that here before. Yeah. But actually, two of them are now retro, as Kristen Lewicki has retired, and Kayla Friesen now plays for Buffalo instead of Connecticut. Interesting. But anyway, uh, Katie Burt saved all 27 to get a shutout. Um, I would have enjoyed this game just as much as the high-scoring events. Right. And now that I know it's on ESPN+, Plus, I'm going to work that into my, my weekend watching. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, no doubt. I haven't seen... The thing is, I would have... Because I go to like ESPN+, Plus and I look at hockey, and obviously I was out this weekend, but I'll have to keep an eye out for any uh, PHF games. Well, <laughs> so if you can't find it on ESPN+, Plus, if you go to the website, which I believe is still nwhl.zone, right. um, or if you just search PHF, you know, the website comes up on Google. Right. But if you go to the Watch tab, mm-hmm. it just says PHF on ESPN+, Plus, and it takes you right to it, and they're all at the top of the banner. So... That's kind of like an easy link to it if you can't find it. Interesting. Uh, and then the final game of the weekend, the Connecticut Whale beat the Riveters. It was an absolute shootout. The Riveters came out up three to nothing, and then Connecticut scored six. Wow. Um, the Riveters did make a late push, but they fell short by one. Again, Alyssa Wolf Wolfheiler. I I need to learn how to say that name. It's very complicated spelling. Um, but nonetheless, she's a stud. She had two goals and an assist. Um, you know, three goals in the first two games. That's going to be someone to watch this yeah. season. Five goals in two games? No, three goals in two games. Oh, three goals in two games. One right, and yeah. two, yeah. But that's six points in two games, yeah? Uh, yeah, I think she had one one. Yeah. 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 So, um, no, she just had one goal. Okay. Four points in two games, though. Yeah. Pretty nice. Still. uh, Two uh, two points per game. Right. That's someone you want on your line. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it it was an exciting weekend. You had everything you needed high scoring, one nothing battle. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like they weren't trying with right. 37 and 27 shots. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is, um, I mean, I, I highly re- highly recommend it. I really enjoyed watching the Cup last year. Um, and like I said earlier, they play on weekends. So next weekend, it's actually Boston and Connecticut play at Danbury Arena Saturday and Sunday. Those are the only games next week. And then the full league is back on the 20th. Gotcha. Um, and just a quick update on the, the league leaders, who to watch out for. Uh, Rebecca Rosso, she's leading the league with five points and four assists. And Alyssa Wolfire with three goals. And Katie Burt, these are some numbers here. One win, 1,000% save percentage, zero goals against. Um, I don't know, you know, that's going to be pretty hard to sustain. (laughs) Yeah, probably not, probably not totally sustainable, but, uh, a good start nonetheless, huh? 
Yeah, and you know it's it's got to feel good getting shut out your first time between the pipes because if you when I when I check the stats leaders, it usually takes about a week before you see a shutout in the NHL. So right, I, I bet it feels good as a goalie to get that category checked off early on. It's probably like getting your first goal of the right. season. You know, you get get the monkey off your back. Absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, you know, look going forward. There's going to be multiple games every weekend, and it's good hockey. They've recently opened up to more non-North American players. Right. So you're going to be seeing, you know, Olympians, world champions, or world champion competitors. Right. Um, It's... Europe and Asia. Yeah. 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 There was a Japanese Japanese pick. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, no doubt. Awesome. Uh, how many games are they going to play this season? Well, I should have looked at that, huh? <clears throat> it's not so. It's not eighty-two like it would be for the NHL. It's it's much less. I think it's uh, half that, right? At least because I remember when we had Kristen Lewicki on. Uh, it was it varied a lot based on availability, but yeah. Um, but uh, we'll see. I mean, how it looks like in the thirties, maybe. That's awesome. It's going to be an all-time high. Yeah, and and like I said, because they play on the weekends, you know, you're kind of it's kind of like a college season, and right. they, they usually play something in the twenties and the thirties. Yeah, uh, that's still plenty of hockey. To, to get a good read on the season. Yeah. Not only that, I mean, it gives more opportunity for people to watch, uh, especially see how the CSPN Plus thing goes. So. And the regular season can run through mid-March. Okay. And then, presumably, the playoffs will be on ESPN Plus. Cool. Good stuff. And I'm uh, I'm thinking the, the player to watch is Kayla Friesen. Yeah. Who she play for? Boston. Okay. Good stuff. All right. Anything else, Paulie? Uh, support women's hockey. Boom. There it is. All right, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning into our to our Thursday episode. It's late as hell here. We got to get going. Until next week, <laughs> Hockey Troll, Paulie Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>